Hello, friend. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. This is Pastor Pitts Evans. On this podcast, we read and discuss one chapter of God's Word per episode. Let's go now to the Bible and see what the Lord has for us today. Acts chapter 26. Then Agrippa said to Paul, You have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul motioned with his hand and began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews, and especially so because you are so well acquainted with all of the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. The Jewish people all know the way I have lived ever since I was a child, from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify, if they're willing, that I conformed to the strictest sect of our religion, living as a Pharisee. And now it is because of my hope in what God has promised our ancestors that I am on trial today. This is the promise our twelve tribes are hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night. King Agrippa, it is because of this hope that these Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priests, I put many of the Lord's people in prison, and when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished, and I tried to force them to blaspheme. I was so obsessed with persecuting them that I even hunted them down in foreign cities. On one of these journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. About noon, King Agrippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground, and I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from all of your people and from the Gentiles. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem, and in all Judea, and then to the Gentiles. I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. That is why some Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. But God has helped me to this very day, so I stand here and testify to small and great alike. I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen, that the Messiah would suffer, and as the first to rise from the dead, would bring the message of light to his own people and to the Gentiles. At this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defense. You're out of your mind, Paul, he shouted. 
Your great learning is driving you insane. I am not insane, most excellent Festus, Paul replied. What I am saying is true and reasonable. The king is familiar with these things, and I can speak freely to him. I am convinced that none of this has escaped his notice, because it was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do. Then Agrippa said to Paul, Do you think that in such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul replied, Short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except for these chains. The king rose, and with him the governor and Bernice and those sitting with them. After they left the room, they began saying to one another, This man is not doing anything that deserves death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. This is now Paul's fifth defense of his actions uh, since being put on trial and arrested. And so this defense is being made before King Agrippa and uh, his sister Bernice and before the Roman governor Portius Festus. And so Agrippa in this generation was assigned the task of supervising the temple in Jerusalem. This King Agrippa was a vassal of the Romans, but he was a man of great power in his day, and part of his realm of authority was over Judaism as a whole. So when Paul is making his defense to Agrippa, he operates under the correct assumption that Agrippa is well aware of not only Judaism, but of the things that have taken place regarding Jesus and the followers of Jesus. So he speaks from that perspective. Verse 1, Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews, especially so because you're well acquainted with all of the Jewish customs and controversies. So Paul makes the correct assertion that because of his realm of responsibility, King Agrippa would have already been familiar with Judaism and things concerning Jesus. And so he begins to make his case. He said, The Jewish people all know the way I have lived ever since I was a child, from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify, if they're willing, that I have conformed to the strictest sect of our religion, living as a Pharisee. So Paul is making the statement that he's not some closet believer. He's a well-known man. He was a well-known Jewish man. Now he's a well-known follower of Christ. He's been in and out of the temple and in and out of Jerusalem his whole life. And uh, even before he moved to Jerusalem, he was well-known in his own region before moving to that area as a, a staunchly religious Pharisee Jew. He goes on, And now it is because of my hope and what God has promised our ancestors that I'm on trial today. This is the promise of our 12 tribes that they were hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night, King Agrippa. It is because of this hope that these Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? So Paul once again makes the assertion that it's over the resurrection of Jesus that is the the real cause of their accusations against him, the fact that God raised Jesus from the dead. And then Paul recounts his Damascus Road experience. And in this telling, he'll get some more details that haven't been brought to light before. So just reading from Paul's account in verse 13 of his Damascus Road experience with Jesus, he said, About noon, King Agrippa, I was on the road, 
and I saw a light from heaven, brighter than the sun, blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground. Now, that's an interesting notation. They all fell to the ground. Whether it was an involuntary you know, loss of muscle control and they fell to the ground or out of the shock and awe of the fact that they were seeing this supernatural blazing light in the middle of the day, uh, that they fell to the ground, it doesn't tell us. But whatever the case, they all fell to the ground, even though Paul was the only one being spoken to. And I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It's hard for you to kick against the goads. And so I asked the Lord, who are you, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus who you're persecuting. So Paul's testimony is he had a firsthand vision of the risen Lord Jesus Christ speaking to him and accusing him of uh, persecuting him. And of course, Paul knew that he met through his people. He was persecuting his followers and therefore is the same as persecuting him. And so Jesus went on to say to Paul, get up, stand on your feet. I've appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you've seen and will see of me. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. I'm sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven. And Paul is making the argument that um, in an encounter with the supernatural being, in this case, the risen Lord Jesus Christ, it's only reasonable to obey what he said because he transcends our, our present existence here in our humanity. At the very least, he's a, a supernatural, powerful being that has appeared out of another dimension to Paul in an inexplicable way. And Paul reasonably listened to the words of this being Jesus who had appeared to him. That's the case he's making to Agrippa. In other words, how could I not obey Jesus when he appeared to me? And uh, it's undeniable, I saw him and he was alive. So he goes on to say, the king is familiar with these things. Paul, once again, in verse 26, says that. He says, I can speak freely to him. I'm convinced that none of this has escaped his notice because it was not done in a corner. And so Paul, perhaps through uh, just knowing about the man, was aware that Agrippa had knowledge of Jesus. Perhaps by the leading of the Holy Spirit, he became aware that Agrippa had intimate knowledge of the story of Jesus and the, the details of his resurrection, his death, burial, and resurrection, perhaps. But he said explicitly, I know that this has not escaped your notice. It wasn't done in secret, and you've been observing these things. And then he challenges Agrippa directly. And imagine that. Here's this prisoner in chains challenging a king who has the power over him of life and death. He says, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do. And then Agrippa said one of the smallest or one of the saddest things in the Bible to Paul. He said, Paul, do you in such a short time think that you can persuade me to be a Christian? And Paul's reply, and I believe he said it sadly, was, short time or long, I pray to God that not only you, but everyone who's listening to me today may become what I am, except for my chains. And so I, I have the same sense. I'm not testifying to people I can see, obviously. But in my mind's eye and in my heart, I believe that I'm speaking to a cross-section of people, some very rich and powerful, perhaps like King Agrippa in his day. Some thinking that with a short argument, they can't be persuaded to recognize that Jesus is the Messiah. 
But friends, whether it takes one program or whether it takes many programs or the course of a lifetime of witnesses, I pray that you would come to realize that Jesus Christ is the risen Lord. He is the Savior of all humanity, and He's come to be your Savior as well. I pray, Lord, that you would touch each listener now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.